you are listening to Takedowns to Breakdowns. have a bucket and a mop why would you ask for this wet ass election night baby <laughs> i know <laughs> <laughs> all right a lot has happened a lot has happened yeah. in the past two weeks since we last spoke on this podcast a lot has happened most notably Actually, what would you say is the most notable thing to say that's happened in the past two weeks? <laughs> Starting from Fuck. Justin Gaethje, Khabib Nurmagomedov fight. Yeah. All the way up to now. Right after Anderson Silva. God. Yeah, you, you've been uh, keeping me up to date with a lot of shit. Um, holy fuck. Well, okay, so Khabib at this point literally is the GOAT. But besides that, I mean... We have Izzy moving up to light heavyweight. Uh, oh, and speaking of Hukabib, supposedly there's rumors he's not officially retiring. Um, he is going to fight at least one more fight to, to try to get that 30, 30 and 0. 30 and 0. <clears throat> um, don't know who he's going to be facing, but we'll see what happens. Let's talk about. Um, oh no 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 no! Oh, I don't. What is the most notable thing that's happened since that? The notable thing. <laughs> okay. We have the silver, silver brutal KO loss slash retirement. I was just gonna mention Anderson Silva. Yeah. So we have one of the goats. Well, not one of the goats. We have one of the greatest to retire officially on a really bad note. We have the current goat Nurmagomedov retiring. We have Justin Gaethje losing in two rounds. We have a confirmed Connor fight. Confirmed Connor versus Dustin Poirier 2, the rematch. We have Izzy moving up from middleweight where he's cleaned out that division. He's moving up to light heavyweight to face Jan Blachowicz. Jan uh, for the light heavyweight title. So we have a possible yeah. champ champ here. <clears throat> we have John Jones really upset that he's not being talked about as the GOAT in comparison to Nurmagomedov. <laughs> As I sent yep. you, and you had a great take and response. <laughs> yep. So out of all of those, what is the most notable thing? Shit. <sighs> it's, well, the most notable thing is it's been a hell of a, hell of a year for fucking the UFC. Uh, right? <laughs> the most, no yeah, like, I mean, what do you, where do you even start? You know, you got people retiring, uh... Fuck man, I I don't know. Well, okay, let's let's start with one, right? Um, let's start with Habib because I remember when you had asked me the start of the last podcast. I believe you're like, all right, just give me an answer. As soon as I ask, and you you're like, who's who is who's it going to be? Habib or Justin? And I said Justin. So did I. Um, I said Justin too. Yeah, and. I was really confident, you know, his game plan seemed to make mm -mm. sense, although, again, didn't really see that wrestling. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I figured uh, this guy would, you know, at least use it in a defensive way, but Khabib actually surprised me. Um, he was super aggressive. Yeah. He was super, super, super aggressive. 
Yeah. Um, but holy shit, like the 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 triangle. I mean, yeah, it, it was just. Um, I I I guess I'm not even like upset, you know. Uh, I'm actually really happy for Habib and. Again, it was one of those fights where it was so anti like Connor, you know. They those two had so much respect for each other at the end and even before. Um, yeah, I did. Yeah, Gagey needs to wake the fuck up, man. I don't know uh, who does. The striking is just not. Uh, he's got to start utilizing that wrestling. You think so? I so here's the thing. I think Gagey had a plan and Nurmagomedov just destroyed it. Like. Rewatching the fight and watching, especially watching the highlights, all of it is Nurmagomedov chasing down Justin. Like he doesn't give Justin a yeah. second. I think he watched the Tony fight with Javier Mendez, and and they were able to see that Justin would engage or wait for Tony to engage, and then Justin would back off and reset. Mm. And I think they just said, just pressure him, just pressure him, just don't give him time to reset. And you saw that Justin didn't have time to reset at all. Right. And a crazy thing I saw was that it looked like Justin was getting tired. Yes. Within two rounds. Yeah. I, I think it's just the the feints, the constant moving, constantly being on defense and trying to attack as well. I just think it just it just tapped out his gas super quick. But you know what? Habib is... Uh but he's famous for that, though. Whether or not he's hugging you, or I, I guess I mean he's de- he was definitely more aggressive as far as controlling the center of the octagon. But that's kind of his tactic: is to wear you out and tire you out, and then from there it's just like, you know, that's where he gets you. He has the weird ability, and I saw it in that fight. He has the he has a unique thing that I think only GSP has as well, where. They don't have to worry too much about what the other person's going to do because of their ability to dictate the game, to dictate mm. the fight. So by that, I don't just mean takedowns. I mean the fact that the threat of a takedown is so great that even when you're going against a knockout artist, you, you, you have the confidence to know the second you are concerned, you can shoot for a takedown. And that puts the onus on the person you're attacking to handle, not you. So, mm-hmm. Nurmagomedov walked down Justin Gaethje, like the highlight reel knockout Justin Gaethje, wildly swinging, going for the fucking KOs. He was able to walk him down, you know? And it's because Justin had to, and you saw him constantly doing it, he had to constantly faint and try to protect from a takedown. His hands yeah. kept dropping, he kept ducking under, he kept trying to like like step back but like he 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 had to constantly adjust to the threat that Khabib's going to about to about to shoot on him. And that was GSP's biggest thing. GSP was a good striker. He wasn't an amazing striker and he was a good takedown guy. He was a great takedown guy. You know what I mean? Uh, he actually no, I take that back. He was an amazing takedown guy. Yeah. His like double blast is like this is the way that he would time it perfectly knowing when people would come at him and just boom and like legs every like they suspend in the air and then GSP takes them down. That's an iconic yeah. uh, scene. That's an iconic scenario. And it's because GSP had the strength to know. I don't mean physical strength, uh, but that too. But he had the strength of 
they can counter me all they want. The second that they want to counter and go high and strike, I'm blasting. I'm going for a takedown. I'm taking them down. And that puts the onus again on the opponent to be cognizant of having to say, I'm going to try to hit him and hopefully stop a takedown. Nope. And then he gets taken down. Yeah. You know, I think the only person we saw who really handled that was Johnny Hendricks. Very true. Johnny Hendricks was the only guy who was able to just, who had the ability to say, I'm going to th- just throw and throw and throw and whatever. I I, th- I could probably stuff his takedowns. And he did. Second half of that fight, he started stuffing the takedowns. So, yeah. But anyways. He also did it juiced. <laughs> did he though? So. <laughs> did he though? Is that official? Are you willing to say officially that he was juiced? Well, when uh, he was okay with the testing, he did have that muffin top. I'm just saying. <laughs> and he was losing after that, so he was losing. Just saying, he was losing pretty significantly after that. Yeah, pretty significantly. Um. Okay. Nurmagomedov met off retiring, so that's number one most notable. Mm, I wouldn't say most notable, only because. Like I said, maybe a day or so later, Dana White confirmed that after he spoke to Habib, he agreed to at least go 30-0. and And um, if I'm not mistaken, I guess it was a, a something his father actually wanted. He wanted Habib to get to that point, 30-0, then retire. Um, I think Habib kind of reacted out of emotion and announced the retirement a little bit too early, which I kind of foresaw to begin with. Um, so yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say that that was the most notable. Um, but, and as far as, yeah, I mean, most notable, holy shit. I mean, even with Izzy moving up to lightweight, light heavyweight, right? Like that was already being discussed. Like he had, he had plans. He's like, I, I plan on defending my title. Uh, you know, and like you said, he he wiped the middleweight division. Like, what else is next? That's the excuse to move up. It's like, okay, now let's see what this kid is capable of in an, in another weight class. Um, a lot of these guys that are like, you know, champ champ or triple C, they fight one fight, maybe two fights, and now they want to jump the gun. I feel like Izzy's one of those guys who's really going to uh, really define what a champ champ is. Being able to maintain a title for so many fights, at least take take on the top 10, you know, and then move on to something else. And I think we've discussed this before too. Uh, you know, champ champ status when uh, talking about what's his name? Um he retired. Daniel Cormier? No, no, no. Uh, the other Conor one. Conor McGregor? Nope. Henry Cejudo? Henry Cejudo. There you go. <laughs> you know, he claims to be Triple C, but the other one was just his Olympic gold medal. I mean, that's that's not nothing. <laughs> like an Olympic gold medal. I'm not, oh, no. I mean, to be an Olympian, first off, to, just to be in the Olympics, good for you. Right. Like, holy shit. You know? But uh, I wouldn't count. I mean, if we're talking just UFC, I mean, realistically, 
he's another one of those guys. It's like you fought one, maybe two fights, and then you wanted to jump the gun because Connor did it. You know, Izzy, I feel like, is going to define that title, that title of champ champ. Okay, so here's a better question. He's cleaned out all competition at middleweight. Let's say he yep. wins the light heavyweight title against Sian. John Jones says, I think I'm going to come back down. I want my light heavyweight belt back. Mm. And instead of a heavyweight fight, we have a light heavyweight title fight. What are your thoughts about that? So again, it comes down to well, who has the advantage, the guy putting on weight or the guy who's been training in heavyweight who now has to lose it all? Uh, I think Izzy. I think Izzy would have the advantage. Because think about it. Yeah. Izzy's, Izzy has to do an easy cut for, to middleweight. Light heavyweight is probably closer to what he walks around at. He, may, he yeah. might only have to cut like one pound. <laughs> like... Because we don't know. I don't know. I don't know how much. I don't know how much the guy fucking weighs. He might have to lose only five pounds instead of 10, 15. Well, let me ask you this. I know some guy. You know, they walk away. They they walk around at that weight. Excuse me. Um. But are they as efficient at the weight that they walk around at? Uh, I don't. I mean. I want to say yes. I think the body with not doing a weight cut is always going to be better. You know what I mean? I think. I think if you think you look at like Nate Diaz, Nate Diaz fought at one fifty five, and then he had those wars with Connor. Well, the wars he had the second the rematch fight, the rematch war against Connor at one seventy. You, you yeah. know what I mean? Did he look better than he did at one fifty five? I don't know. I mean, mm, no. like I don't know. I think he looked fine. I think I think he looked fine. At 170. I think Connor is just a... That's a matchup that just works. You have Connor who counts on counter-punching and ending the fight versus a guy who has the ability to walk through that but doesn't offer a threat anywhere else. You know? Like, he ought, like he offers like a... Let's say... He offers a... boxing issue you know he's a boxing problem but that's it Mm. so he's only a boxing problem against yeah against connor but i don't know why but that's such a that's a stylistic matchup that's such a good stylistic matchup so i don't know if that's a good base to measure that off of i mean real quick i think the most notable thing was Justin Gaethje losing to Nurmagomedov. And then the retirement. Because mm. if he... Did, did, did Nurmagomedov come out and say... Did Khabib come out and say, I'm, I'm coming back for 30 now? Officially? Or is that just what Dana said? This is just according to Dana. So that's that's whatever. Dana's a fight promoter. I'll take that at... I'll take that at, at I won't take that at face value. So I'm going to just say... It's... Always totally possible that Khabib is done. So I'm going to say his retirement is the number one thing. Number two is going to be Izzy moving up to light heavyweight because that puts an alignment 
John Jones coming down to reclaim his title as the light heavyweight go versus Izzy. Mm. And if Izzy is Izzy at light heavyweight just like he is at middleweight, that's fucking terrifying. Yeah. <laughs> like, I think he slices through light heavyweight. If Izzy if Izzy retains the same attributes that he does at middleweight, I think it's game over for light heavyweight. I don't see anybody in light heavyweight who has the ability to stop him. You know mm. what I mean? Like, just look how Jan walked through everybody. I mean, well, Dominic Reyes would be a good fight. Tiago Santos would be a good fight. Mm. But those guys are both like boxing knockout guys. Striking versus striking. I think Izzy is... Ooh, Izzy's up there, man. Like, Valentina Shevchenko, Juana, JJ, Juana champion, Mm -hmm. Izzy, are probably the three most talented strikers in the UFC. Connor's a great knockout counter striker, yes. Um, John Jones is, is... a great complete package, but just like pure striking wise, watching Valentina Shevchenko strike against other people is fucking terrifying. Yeah, like you're just like you're you're just gripping, <laughs> you're just waiting for it. You're just like watching people go through a buzzsaw. It's just oh my god, oh my god, <laughs> oh she's gonna oh fuck she just hit her again. Oh fuck, oh man, like it's just it's like front kick, side kick spinning back fist like it's just all this shit it just fucks people up and same thing with joanna when when joanna fucking gets in there it's this it's very similar it just people look like they're going through a buzzsaw against her you know what i mean Mm -hmm. i don't know man i think izzy is just so talented i don't the line the betting line already opened he's like a minus 195 i think hmm so he's a favorite He's a he's a one ninety five favorite. Yeah. So you'd have to put down like one hundred ninety five bucks to break even kind of situation. So he's already opening as a favorite. So I mean, yeah, I, I think I think it's I think it's really interesting how Conor McGregor coming back from retirement, his second retirement, and fighting uh, Dustin Poirier for the rematch is uh, a how it came about. I don't know if you know how that came that fight came about. But B, it's I think it's crazy that nobody's really talking about it. Uh, I actually know nothing. I, I have so, no idea. You know how Connor came when he beat Cowboy. He said, "I'm back, baby. I wanna I wanna be active. I want three fights, four fights this year." Yeah. And then he then he like retired again. Um, yeah. He, I think we mentioned it in passing. He released some some DMs between him and Dana. Yeah, we talked about this about how. Oh yes, I remember now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The yes, the Diego one. Yeah, (laughs) and Dana was like, "You're not fighting Diego fucking Sanchez." (laughs) That's like that's just not (laughs) happening. Like, no, he's a warrior. Like, let me fight him. It's like, no, you're not fighting fucking Diego Sanchez. I'm gonna lose my promoter license if I put that fight together. That's not (laughs) happening. It's like you fighting a 16 year old. That's just not happening. Um, apparently, in after that leaked. Connor, I guess, was super frustrated about not getting a fight or like not being active. And somehow him and Dustin started messaging each other on Twitter, like publicly. Like, I think Dustin said, you want to run it back or something or like, hey, I'll give it to you. 
or Connor, came, I forget who came out and officially put it out there, but I think Connor came out and said, like, oh yeah, yeah, I think it was Connor. Connor was getting pissed off about the fact that he couldn't get the fight. He dropped the, the personal messages with him and Dana, still didn't get a fight offer, still had nothing on the table. So he said, fuck it. If they're not going to book me to fight, hey, Dustin, how about a rematch? I will donate, like, what is it? I think it's like $400,000, not four. It's like $100,000 to your Dustin Fights uh, charity. So I will donate to your charity um, if we have the fight. And we'll do an exhibition fight, you and me. Just you and me. All donations and proceeds will go to your organization. We're just going to do the fight. And Dustin just Dustin immediately said, sign me up. Let's do it. Oh, that's awesome. Right. However, Dana came out and was like, whoa, 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 whoa. Slow the fuck down. You two are not... You're both your tenders for the title. And you're both trying to have an exhibition fight outside the UFC. He was like, that's not happening. That's just, <laughs> that's just not happening. He said, fuck it. You guys want to fight? Fine. Sign the dotted line. You two can fight. So Dustin and Connor basically drummed up the PR with people being like, holy shit, Dustin Poirier versus Conor McGregor for like a free exhibition match. It's not a UFC fight. It's just them going to fight. Yeah. Um, so now it's an actual fight. Officially. Okay. Now it's an official fight. Well, that's pretty cool. And you know what? I, I, I assume this is going to be one of those humble Connor moments as well. You know, and that, he's going to do it for a good cause. Um. I'm, I'll, I'll actually, I'm looking forward to that one. But nobody's talking about it because of all this other shit. Yeah. Is he going to light heavyweight for champ champ? John Jones possibly coming down on top of John Jones crying and being salty about the fact that he's not ranked number one anymore. Habib decimating Justin Gaethje and then retiring. Then rumor of him coming back to be 30-0. It's a... It's a very Anderson Silva retiring. It's been a busy two weeks. Yeah. It's been a very intense, busy two weeks. It's been insane right now. Well, let's talk about that, right? Uh, Anderson Silva. I've made <laughs> this statement. The First of all, did you see the knockout? <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> again, and I can't say this enough. <laughs> the guy should have retired. After the leg break. <sighs> he just... You, you should have. Like, dude, you found your kryptonite. I mean, the first knock, the first time he, he lost to Weidman was like, holy shit, that must have been a fluke. Like, you know, wow, like Weidman got lucky, but come on. You're, you're not a... Uh, you're not Superman. You're not made of steel. Okay, okay, so let me ask you this. <clears throat> Which... Which loss is better to retire on? The leg break or the KO that just happened? I would have started thinking about my situation after the leg break. No, 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 no. Which one, like Anderson Silva retires? Scenario A. Weidman 2. Weidman 2 is when he retires after the leg break. Back in the day. Rematch from the fluky knockout. Or what happened on Saturday. Weidman too, because it was more than the leg break. It was his whole persona. You can see it, and I, re- I remember we talked about this. You can see it in his face. I think you you said it was him more focused. Me, I I saw it as a guy who was really fucked up mentally from the first fight. The fact that he did get knocked out after over a decade of being undefeated. 
um, you know, he was just a different guy, and he he has been. He won what one fight since, and and was on a losing streak. Yo, the stats I sent you, yeah, are horrible. <laughs> For those wondering, a tale of two careers. You ready? This is oh, this is just brutal. Okay. Hang on, I'm opening it up now. A Tale of Two Careers of Anderson Silva. So, the first half we have, from 2006 to 2012, we have a 16 wins, zero losses record, 14 stoppages, 11 title fight victories, a plus 227 significant strike differential, versus (laughs) Anderson Silva from 2013 to 2020, a.k.a. the Weidman loss, the knockout, then the leg break, et cetera, et cetera. So set the past seven years, 2013 to now. One win, seven <laughs> losses, one no contest, zero stoppages, zero title fight wins, a minus 93 significant strike differential. So Matt, when should he have, he have retired? For the record, when he was winning for six years, he had 16 fights. Yeah. In seven years, he had nine. Yeah. That's a big difference. So when should he have stopped? But also, I just want to point something out. Did he also not get caught for taking something? After the leg break, yes. Oh, it was after the leg break. Because he used the steroids to recover from the leg break. Oh, okay. I thought he got caught using stuff even way before there's rumors that he was but they never caught him he was caught for um some kind of steroid after his comeback fight with after his leg break because he used it to uh rehab faster okay well i like i said i think um (laughs) With certain fighters, you know, uh, <laughs> okay, when you're, what, what, okay. Question. What's Question. Up? Sorry to interrupt the question. Does his, does his guilty charge for drug usage for PEDs matter to his legacy when he's lost seven times the past seven years, the past nine fights? <laughs> Does that make a difference in his legacy? Well, because l- let's flip it. He pops hot for drugs after the leg break fight. The past seven years, he has eight wins in one loss and one no contest. Or seven wins, one loss, one no contest. And let's say he has three title defenses. Let's say he gets the title defense back. He gets the title back. Which looks what looks worse, right? Like what shines worse than the legacy? Scenario A, which is the world, the reality we live in. He popped off for steroids, didn't do shit for him. He lost like the next eight fucking fights for the next seven years, and yeah. was a minus significant strike differential for the rest of his career, and retired after a brutal KO loss. <clears throat> or the reality situation B, where he goes on an eight fight win streak before he has a loss and a no contest. Where he has the title, et cetera, et cetera. He goes on another title defense. Then he retires on the same knockout. Which one do you think looks worse? Or which one do you think tarnishes his his legacy more? Situation A or B? Matt, let me answer that question by asking you this. 
Have you seen the movie The Gladiator with Russell Crowe? Yes. Do you remember that scene where <laughs> they're uh, at the entrance getting ready to enter the Coliseum and there's guys waiting in the Coliseum. Uh, the slaves are like lined up in a row and there's that one guy that's just shaking and he pisses himself. And then as soon as the gates open, they all run out and that guy gets clubbed with the mace right in the face. <laughs> that yes. was Weidman too. Ooh. Wow. Wow. And the guy that pissed himself and got broken was Anderson Silva. You think he fell that far? You think he I, broke I, that honest, much mentally? You think I, he was mentally broken that much? I see you. You saw it as focus. He was focused. He was concentrated, so he wasn't fucking around. I saw it as a guy who wasn't used to the idea of losing. And when he realized, oh shit, I just got caught with the one the move that I'm famous for doing the Matrix shit, and I got caught doing that, and not just caught but then knocked out so now he realizes he's human goes into that second fight knowing this information he's already worried about that and it's fucking with him mentally all of a sudden you break your leg when was the last time the dude broke a bone that was such a horrible break too what the it hugged it was it didn't just break his leg hugged chris weidman's leg (laughs) I don't know. I, I'm I'm shocked you recovered from that, honestly. Well, like you said, with the steroids, Ugh. it it clearly helped with uh, calcifying the bone or whatever it did. But I don't know, dude. I remember seeing pictures of him. What? Not even a month late, later, he's in the gym doing leg workouts. It's like you just snapped your fucking leg in half. <laughs> How is it you're do you're like you're recovering this quickly? Yeah, there was like a picture or a video of him. Um, in the gym, just doing like leg workouts on the broken leg. The I'm acai. like, there's no way it. Can- yeah, there's that no fresh way. Fresh acai, that fresh yeah. Brazilian acai. You don't know about that. <laughs> you don't know about that life. Yeah, I, that was amazing. Um. So yeah, Gladiator. That scene. That was the Weidman, the Weidman rematch. But situation A or situation B? Which one do you think has the bigger tarnish? Because I'm saying that because right now, after his retirement, nobody's mentioning his pop drug test. Everybody's mentioning how badly he was knocked out. Everybody was talking about how he's too old. Nobody is saying he's not the GOAT. Chris Weidman exposed him. He was cheating after that. Like, it, it almost feels like the dude buried himself in the ground. He dug his grave for his legacy, and then he placed his legacy in the grave. That's what it feels like to me. But it's you know, not because, but but it's not because of the drugs, and that's my that's the point I'm trying to make here. The drug part right. is almost completely forgotten. Nobody talks about it. They just talk about the yeah. fact he's been knocked out and lost so many times. Yeah, I think after the Weidman fight, he tried to uh, he tried to get that octagon personality back. Um, I mean, we, we, you you see it in fights like the Izzy fight, you know, where it's like. You can see the way he moves. It's like, okay, I could see, I could kind of see old school Silva coming back, like pre, you know, Weidman. <laughs> uh, but 
there there's still something like he was he still gives that like thousand yard stare like I've seen some shit I've done some shit shit has happened to me so I'm just gonna put on the show type of thing I mean I I really think the Weidman fight did it both fights and that's all it takes you know look at Ronda Rousey undefeated and as soon as you expose what her kryptonite is what happened you know uh, no go ahead no I was gonna say you know what's crazy speaking of Weidman he's been on the downswing for a long time Mm. for a long time think about the last time there was a good Weidman win true is it Anderson Silva like I'm trying to think yeah Yeah. I, I don't know he lost to Luke Rockhold. He got fucked up by Yoel Romero. Like, I'm trying to imagine his fights, and he fell off so bad. And I don't know what it is. I think it's maybe his chin. Could be. I don't know. I, I mean, know let, let's think. I mean, think about how many years it's been since the Silva fight, though. We're talking 2013, 2014. That's true. That's I mean, we're in 2020. It's already, time. yeah, it's been six, seven years. I mean, how old is the guy right now? He's mid 30s, late 30s. All right. I mean, he's not super young, at least when it comes to the sport as an athlete. You know? Yo, these fight, the fighting takes years off your life, it looks like. The speed oh, difference as you get older, like, it's just, it's crazy to me. It's For sure. crazy. Ugh. Ugh. I, uh, I want to say... That it's going to be a sad time when we see Izzy hit this, because it's oh, going to be ab- to that point. it's going to be abrupt. It's not going to be a slow decline. It's going to be, I think, the abrupt. Oh shit, he got caught. Oh shit, he got clipped. That's what I think. Mm. You know what I mean? It's not like John Jones, where John Jones has a chin. You know, I don't think John Jones has ever been wobbled. I think he may. Yeah, that's been- true. I like I think he's been maybe knocked down, but I don't think even that. I think he's just been busted up. Like mm. the most busted up we've ever seen him was Alexander Gustafson. Yeah. When Alex busted him up in that war. <laughs> and that went to decision, right? It did. I'm just remembering the Brendan Schaub story about that fight. Um <laughs> I think it was that fight. I think it was that fight. I think I think Brendan Schaub had, had. I think it was about that where Schaub was. <laughs> I I guess he brought. I think I think the story goes that Sh- Brendan Schaub brought his, like a friend, mm-hmm. some friends, uh, backstage with him, and uh, they were watching that fight, and it ended, and they were in the back hallway, and like Jones and Gustafson were like stretchered out, and they were both like shaking from the pain. <laughs> And Chubb was just like, it was fucking horrifying to realize this is the game I'm in. <laughs> like, this is the industry I'm in. <laughs> and I just went like, way, way to go, champ. You, you fucking did it, man. Way to go. <laughs> like, and inside, I'm just screaming, just what the fuck am I doing? And you just see these guys just like shaking from from the adrenaline and the pain. And their bodies are just like sh- torn to shreds. And you they can't look out their eyes and fucking all this fucking shit. <laughs> And his friends are just like, Jesus Christ. (laughs) Oh, man. 
Imagine that. Imagine your first live MMA event. You're backstage. You watch that crazy fight of the year candidate go down between John Jones and Alexander Gustafson. And then you see them get stretched out back and they pass you like inches away, bloody, sweating, shaking, like in, in the stretcher from the pain and the adrenaline. And just like, what do you say? You can't, they can, like, they can't speak because they're like, like what, what do you say? Just way, way, way to go, champ. You, you did it, man. Good for you. You did it. <laughs> just... <laughs> oh, man. Uh, yeah, so it's just, I don't know. I just thought that was, I just thought that was hilarious. Um, <laughs> I just think it's also, again, weird. Nobody's talking about Dustin Poirier, Conor McGregor. Nobody's talking about, um, nobody's, I don't think even people are really talking about Anderson Silva retiring. You know, you no. still have it. You still haven't answered. Situation A or Situation B? Which one tarnishes more? I think B would because Situation A is happening and nobody gives a fuck because the dude got mm. his ass beat for seven years. I think if he was winning again, people people would be saying in Situation B, look at him, he's been winning. It's all because of the steroids, blah, blah, blah. He's always been a cheater, blah, 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 blah. And it's, that would be that. Mm. Unless you think different. I just... I, I have to stick with that my original idea man i think it's just uh it took a mental toll on him and as much as he tried to get over it you know like he was just fucked from there and i don't i think what didn't help was him in that weidman rematch already scarred mentally and then he fucking breaks his leg the way he did so not only are you fucked mentally but now physically it's just that's like a double whammy you know <laughs> <laughs> it's, like, it's like a tv show of like like you had a bird shit on you while you were waiting to cross the street so so and you get like pink eye and it gets infected and you go through this whole experience so now you're back about to cross that same street and you're traumatized you keep looking up and there's no birds and then you so you start to cross the street then a truck comes and just fucking hits you <laughs> like that's basically what this was <laughs> it, it was just this oh fuck i mean i'm trying to remember chris weidman's response to it because we were mm. watching it live at wild wings and the whole place <laughs> screamed we all were just oh, <gasps> oh <laughs> yeah <laughs> the whole place just screamed when that happened so yeah. i don't remember because i looked away because i was just like ooh. <laughs> 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 Ooh, just looking away at it because <laughs> it was so bad and um even the commentators were just oh that's a oh no oh no his leg oh no like it was it was just bad that was just yeah oh <laughs> and and I, I mean they also replayed it like 12 times <laughs> slow mo different slow-mo different angles <laughs> You see, here's the weird thing. They did that for Anderson Silva's broken shin bone with his leg wrapping around, but they wouldn't show uh, the knockout that Shevchenko did to, to, I think it was Jessica I. She mm. knocked out Jessica I, and then Jessica I was like shaking on the mat because she was knocked the That's fuck right. out. And they just yeah. wouldn't show it. They were just, oh man, she's really, she's really knocked out here. Oh man. Oh man. This is, this is a, that was a brutal knockout. Like that's all. That's just, what? 
Like the zombie knockouts aren't enough? Like, <laughs> She's like, like, like they're dying? Yeah. Yeah, it's just... <laughs> maybe that's why they thought she was dying. I, maybe I really they even that... hate to make... I hate to make the comparison, but have you ever seen... And I hate to get sick. All right, this is kind of like a... <laughs> A sick warning for this people. This is all like, Mikey. <laughs> this is all microscopics. Again, if you want to complain about this, go to his YouTube channel, Microscopics with a K, and make sure you comment on all of his videos how much of a sick fuck he is. Please continue. Please continue. Have you ever seen like slaughterhouse videos? Um, and like when they go to stun the animal, it's like they're not dead, but they're like brain dead to the point where they're like stiff and they go, <laughs> they fall on their side and they're just shaking. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's just nerves reacting at that point. Yes. Yeah, that's kind of like the Jessica I think. That's all I wanted to say. <laughs> I'm going to hashtag, I'm going to at PETA uh, when I tweet this episode out. I'm going to say, hey, PETA, you should really look into microscopics and what he's saying. And then they can go through all of your YouTube videos for any offensive <laughs> things you say, for any any borderline offensive content that that goes against PETA's values, and then they can take it against you. Dude, or like the Ben Askren fight with uh, Jorge Masvidal. The way yeah. he just like, his the way his body was, and like... <laughs> and Masvidal making fun of him for it? Yeah, like the guy was technically dying. Like he was right there from dying. Masvidal smacking the mat. You know? Like what happened? <laughs> I'm dying. That's what happened. <laughs> but oh. there you go. Yeah, no, honestly, when people get knocked out like that, I actually do get concerned because I'm like, fuck, are they actually going to recover from, like, you know, when you see guys get knocked out, typically, they ragdoll. You know, you just see them drop. Yes. But when you just, there's just something weird, man. When you hit somebody in the right spot with the right amount of force and they just stiffen up, just fall in the same position and just start convulsing. I don't know. I'd be rethinking my career. I, that, that is the scariest thing. Okay, let's do this. Let's... Last topic of conversation. Okay. For this episode. What would it take for you right now? What are you, 28, 29? 31. Oh, you're 31. You're just, you Thank just you, look, though. You just look so young and youthful and have so much energy. That's why. Okay. <laughs> 31 right now. Yeah. You are offered a UFC contract for three fights. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. All right. Yeah. Do you take it? I'm not told who the fights are going to be with. Okay. How about this? You will get what, paid. What's the pay? You will get paid. $250,000 for show and $250,000 if, if you make weight and fight. So you're making about uh, $500,000 per fight. Okay. With the opportunity, if you do well and you're entertaining enough and you win, you can extend fight your with contract. Fight night bonus. And, yep. Okay. And on top of that, you can extend your contract after those three for even more. Okay. So another a four-fight contract after that. Who are you fighting? You are fighting top 10 fighters in your weight division. So let's start off with, you would be what, a light heavyweight? You'd be light heavyweight, correct? 
Uh, comfortably, probably light heavyweight, yeah. Okay, so you'd be a light heavyweight. Okay. So you're facing... <laughs> that's hypothetically John Jones. <laughs> that's Jan Blachowicz. Can, can I change my mind? Can that's I change my mind? Dominic Reyes. Tiago the Hammer Santos. Izzy. Adesanya. Israel Adesanya. Luke Rockhold. You're fighting three of those. Three of them. Whoever they are, you got to fight top ten. Can I do a lightweight instead? Lightweight? Lightweight, yeah. Because I just realized... You're going to make it to lightweight? I'm only 5'8". So oh, we got to oh, take oh, that into consideration. We're looking up stats right now, baby. We're, go, we're looking up stats right now. Right. Once you said John Jones, isn't the dude like 6'5"? Come on, man. <laughs> <laughs> your face when I was like John Jones is like everywhere you were just like wait what <laughs> what and then I was like Luke Rockhold you're like no no <laughs> alright light heavyweight Jan Blachowicz Tiago Santos Dominic Reyes Glover Teixeira Alexander Rakic uh, Vulcan Ozdemir Ozde, uh, Vulcan, Vulcan Ozdemir Anthony Smith, Johnny Walker. Whew. Ooh. I want lightweight. I want lightweight. You want lightweight? You got, that's, lightweight. That's Khabib Nurmagomedov, Justin Gaethje, uh, Dustin Poirier, Tony Ferguson, yep. Dan Hooker, Paul Felder, Charles <laughs> Oliveira, Conor McGregor. <laughs> it's doable, though. <laughs> like, it's doable, you know? Cowboy Cerrone. I don't... Hey. You think that's doable? So... You would, Kaye, so, motherfucker. No, you, you you would make yeah you would make light heavyweight. So let's say hypothetically you got to face yeah. off against Dominic Reyes, <laughs> the guy who almost beat or a lot of people say beat John Jones. Dominic okay. Reyes. All right, Dominic Reyes is uh, thirty years old, so one year younger than you. He has he is seventy six inches tall, two hundred and five pounds, uh, seventy seven inch reach advantage. And 43.5 inch uh, leg reach. Okay. <laughs> I just want to also say, next episode, I'm going to give you the measurements of what my reach is for both leg, <laughs> arm reach. And I'm already saying right now I'm 5'8 in height. Okay, okay well, how about this? Would Which, you rather go? Okay, so would you rather go to middleweight? I, I, I know. I feel like I, I don't have the advantage. I think. Lightweight is where guys range between 5'8", 5'10", maybe 5'11". Like, I feel like that's decent. And what, what are they, 170? Excuse me? Light heavyweight? No, lightweight. Lightweight. Oh, 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 lightweight. Yeah, No, yeah, lightweight's yeah. like, uh, uh, lightweight's 155. Or 155, excuse Welterweight me. Welterweight is 170. I would say somewhere between lightweight and welter. You want to cut down that much? Uh, well, we're talking if I get in shape. Like if I if I train, okay. I'm I'm getting a three fight contract from the UFC. Just showing up, I'm getting two fifty right off the bat. Two fifty for winning the fight. Yes. Um, and a possible bonus. Hey, it might even lead to other fights. Okay, um, so welterweight. Okay, so you're going up. You're going in <laughs> welterweight. That's Kamara Usman, <laughs> Colby Covington, Gilbert Burns, Leon Edwards, Jorge Masvidal. Stephen Wonderboy Thompson, Damian Maya, Tyron Woodley, Michael Chiesa, Neil Magne, 
Rafael Dos Anjos, Nate Diaz, Robbie Lawler, Anthony Pettis. Okay, okay, Robbie Lawler, ranked 15. He's on the downswing right now. Yeah. You have a good shot against this guy. He's not top 10, but he's a big name. He is 71 inches tall. He is 38 years old. You have seven years on this guy. He weighs 170. He has a 74-inch reach advantage, 39-inch leg reach. Okay. He has a 46% striking accuracy, 77% grappling accuracy, 20 wins by knockout. <laughs> so my question to you is... Uh-huh. Who are, who would my three fights be? To, no, no, I'm going to tell contract? you. I'm going to tell you who you're going to have to fight for your three fights. <laughs> oh, okay. and you got to tell me if you would say yes to this contract or not. Okay. Well, okay. So let me ask you this. First off, in my contract, what is my weight class? Light, lightweight, or welter? Welterweight. Okay. Who are my three fights? Your three fights are. We're going to start you off with Robbie Lawler. <laughs> That's, start. Well, okay. he's the he's the lowest ranked guy. He's fifteen. Okay. So we start you at fifteen. Let's say you beat Robbie Lawler. Uh huh. I like how you just went. Uh huh. So your <laughs> next one after that is Stephen Wonderboy Thompson. Awesome. And then after that is Jorge Masvidal. <laughs> okay so all right in that right. order in that order okay assuming you win because each time you win you go up the rankings right so assuming you win those are the three on your on your contract uh-huh do you take this contract sign me up baby they like they lay it out they lay it out hey 250 250 three fights yeah. each uh-huh. starting with robbie lawler if you beat robbie you're gonna face steven thompson if you beat easy, thompson easy. you take you take on jorge masvidal bad motherfucker You'll do it? You would do it. 250, baby, just for showing up? Just for putting my feet in yes. the octagon? They would, yep. 250. Yep. You get free training at the UFC PI, fly out and live in Las Vegas for the next uh, next 12 months. Uh-huh. Boom. You're in. Hey, if I got to get CTE after three fights... <laughs> Bro, 250. So are we talking 250 every time, those three times I step into the octagon, or just 250 up front one time? And no, then it's another you get 250. 250 each fight. So for okay. the first fight, you get paid 250 for making weight, showing up, and fighting. You get okay. another 250 if you win. And that's the gotcha. same situation for all three fights. Okay. So, so that's potentially <clears throat> over a million dollars. And this is whether I lose or win any of those fights. I still get to fight those guys. No, you uh, have to win. I, I have to win. Okay. So I'll tell. I can tell you who you fight if you lose. So I'm gonna so go up against let's, Robbie Lawler. Let's, let's say yeah. So let's say you lose against Robbie Lawler. Okay. You then fight Anthony Pettis. Okay. And then if you lose against Anthony Pettis, you face Rafael Dos Anjos, RDA. Okay. Okay. Um, <laughs> okay. 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 Well, Robbie's going to go out swinging. Um, oh, okay. So you're going to knock him out? Uh, well, hold on. Let's not jump the gun. First <laughs> off, I don't like to give away uh, mine and my coach's game plan <laughs> like Justin Gagey does when Khabib is right across from him. Okay. You don't see this is the problem at 
press conferences <laughs> is anytime the interviewer is like, yeah, so what's your plan uh, going in? Dude, your opponent's right there. Oh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to kick his legs. I'm going <laughs> to go for the knockout, and uh, we're just going to do our best. Uh, I'm calling a third round and blah, blah, blah. And it's, what the fuck? What, what is that? Either to psych them out or maybe give a fake game plan, but uh, that's not the goal, and uh, you're not going to fool me, sir. So Okay, okay. All I'm going to say is Robbie's going to come out swinging, and uh, I have some tricks up my sleeve. Okay, so, so there you but, go. but you would take that contract? Uh, yeah, because $250,000 is way more money than I've probably ever earned. So <laughs> <laughs> just for, again, showing up and just making, making weight, weight and yeah. showing up, I get 250 Stepping into the octagon. Daddy's buying a new house. Dude, I would be so happy watching you on TV standing across the cage from Robbie Lawler and Robbie just staring at you across the cage just hungry like a fucking vicious like lion fighting out of the corner with a record of 0-0 zero zero. <laughs> a mixed much largest hailing from Connecticut weighing in a 170 pounds <laughs> I imagine you starting to laugh like that when he starts saying that. Just like, can't believe I'm fucking here right now. Just, I'm just like, ah! <laughs> <laughs> and Robbie... Just nervous laughing. Yeah. yeah, right? And Robbie is just staring at you. Not, no emotion. Just staring at you across the octagon. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> Um, you, got, you got some guts, man, to be willing to do that. Okay, here's a better question. Here's sure. a better question. Would you, on a tryout fight, okay, for let's say a hundred thousand dollars, a hundred thousand to show, a hundred thousand to to win. Mm-hmm. It's a one fight contract. If you win, you can talk and negotiate a new contract. If not, then you lost and you only made a hundred thousand dollars. You have to face. It's the same person, Robbie Lawler. And this is just the tryout? There's, no, this is a one-fight contract. One-fight contract. Okay. You're fighting okay. Robbie Lawler. One fight. $100,000. <laughs> Again, <laughs> it's $100,000 richer than I was, oh, and it'll at least be a good down payment on a home. So oh, Jesus. We got to get you into fighting, dude. We got to get you making money. We got to get you fighting, my dude. We, I mean, you have the attitude. See, this, <laughs> this whole question was just to test you. And you clearly are willing to do what it takes to, to, make, to make some cash. Do you, I, do, you think I, do you think I could pull off a DC, join the sport at 30, 31? Sure. Listen, I understand he was an Olympic wrestler. Like, <laughs> he's he had history before. It's not he's the a world class athlete. <laughs> yeah. Proven through the Olympics. Been hey, training D one NCAA wrestling his entire life. <laughs> if he could do it with dad bod, I think I could do it too. You really think so? I mean, come on. What if I told you there's a local MMA promotion that is that is ready for some new fighters? <laughs> Uh, a part of me wants to believe you too. 
What was she? You think I'm joking about this one? <laughs> Details, please. This podcast is going well. It's not going to be a hundred thousand dollars. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> it's going to be like fifteen thousand dollars. But hey, that's fifteen thousand dollars more than what you're making now. Yep. You want in on this? Are we about to change the future of this podcast as it becomes a, a a live journal of your progression into becoming a professional MMA fighter? Is this an MMA fighter and a coach or a nutritionist or a fitness <laughs> expert having a podcast right now? Is that what it's about to be? Are we about to are we about to Diego Sanchez this thing? <laughs> hey man, if uh What's his name could get his girl in his corner? Mike Perry. And be successful. You know, hey, you I will. Just, I will. You know what? If you hit me up and you said, I've been training, I'm ready for a amateur fight. Would you be able to corner me? I would 100% do it. <laughs> I would 100% do it. I'd be like, sure. I don't know what I'm, the fuck <laughs> I'm doing. I will 100% be there. I'm so ready for this. Let's go, baby. Let's go. It'll be, us we, uh, the, it'll be us in the back warming up with pads. It's like, okay, just one, two, pop, pop. One, two, pop, pop. <laughs> one, two, pop, pop. And I'm struggling with that. <laughs> and then we hear your opponent. We just hear like, pop, 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 whoop, whoop, pop, pop, whoop, whoop, whoop. Just like, oh, shit. All right. Heavy on the two. Heavy on the two. <laughs> one, two. One, two, one, one, two, <laughs> two, <laughs> more two. <laughs> and then I'm shouting oh from the corner in your fight. <laughs> I'm just telling you, trying to yell at you what to do. I'm just like, one, two, <laughs> one, two. <laughs> That's the only plan. <laughs> Mikey, do fucking something. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Heavy on the two. Heavy on the two. <laughs> on the two. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Mikey, more pop, more pop on the two. <laughs> you make it through the first round. You come back on the stool. I'm just spraying you with a, like a mist bottle. <laughs> just like, all right, all right, all right, all right. Here, here's you gotta do. Remember one two. Remember one two. The two. <laughs> here's what we're gonna do. We're gonna do one one two. I need you to double up that jab. <laughs> One, one, two, okay? I need you heavy on that two. I need heavy twos here, all right? We can't be giving him light twos. The twos are like ones, and that's why he keeps hitting you. You got to get respect from him by hitting him with the heavy two. Do you understand me? You're just like, uh, uh, okay, okay, you ready? You ready? Okay, you got to go. You got to go. All right, here you go. Good luck, good luck, good luck. <laughs> Mikey, can you kick above the waist? No? All right, heavy on the two. <laughs> <laughs> Oh. oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Do we have uh, <laughs> year 2021 plans and goals right now? Um, we have yours. We have yours, <laughs> bro. I'm ready. I'm fucking ready for this. I'm ready for this, man. Oh, man. I'm just going to give you rush fit and just say you have to do rush fit. And then that's your training camp. And then you're ready to go. My I'll dude. check in every couple of weeks. <laughs> Oh man! <laughs> <sighs> I'm beyond ready for this. Are you down? Are you willing to do this, dude? I'll do it for a hundred bucks. <laughs> Are you serious? Yeah. 
You'll do an amateur fight. Yeah. <laughs> you're yeah. just you're just smiling and laughing. You would be willing to do it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna be honest with you. I would probably do it just to do it. What do you mean, do it just to do it? Like if somebody just walked up to me and said, "Hey, you want to like go like two round, two five minute rounds with me? Just all out, no money, nothing." Yeah, sure, I'll do it. Are you just ha- do you just have a savageness in you you need to release right now? Is that what it is? Uh, no, you know what it is. I've I kind of secretly have always had that like uh, mentality. Um, I don't know. Like, I don't want to go too deep, but like, it just it also reminds me of my childhood. I mean, I remember when my friends and I literally we played a game called Thirty Second Fights, and it's in. <laughs> legit like we're best of friends and it's like all right for 30 seconds one guy's gonna count and you guys just go all out fist fighting three two one go and we did get each other on the ground just start beating the shit out of each other all right time help the guy up shake it off friends again that's i literally used to do that in like from like sixth grade to eighth grade so all right what do you wear right now Right now I'm 195. Okay, would you really want to get to 170? It would probably motivate me to do more than what I'm doing now to lose all that extra weight cuz I've always plateaued at like 190. Cuz so, you can you can fight at 185. You're going to be fighting some big boys at 185. <laughs> yeah. That's so going to be I like 170. Like <laughs> that's going to be like fighting Jay. I like 170. <laughs> you like 170? <laughs> All right. We're talking, yeah, I, I, I'm i thinking welterweight would be like the heaviest I would go. Um, lightweight is kind of like, I, I feel like that would really be pushing the limits of what my body type can do. Um, and I feel like my comfort zone would be at welter. Mm-hmm. I like I'm capable of doing what I have to do at lightweight, but I know I'd probably be more comfortable at welter. I'd probably be the shortest one in the division, but I'll be comfortable. Okay. Okay. Hmm. Oh man. <laughs> All right. All right, I'm looking it up. I'm looking it up. Let's, let's. You sure you want to do this? Aren't you worried about? Aren't you worried about injuries? I mean, you know, I'm worried about cutting my finger off when I cook in the kitchen, you know, or getting burned or whatever. So right, but that those are like oopsie doopsies. This is like the actual experience is going to be involving this. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it's a noopsie doopsie. I get choked out. Oops. I break a bone. I was thinking more like you get get punched and knocked out. Yeah, you know, oops. I should have blocked it. Oops, should have dodged. Should have weaved. You learn. You learn from your mistakes, and you grow. Amateur registration is a one-time fee of $25. (laughs) Oh, boy. You pay to get in, and you win nothing. I love those. (laughs) 
Oh, man. New line cage fighting, West Virginia. Okay. All right. Cool. All right. So you heard it here first, folks. Your newest, your newest welterweight champion of the UFC, your future welterweight champion of the UFC, Microscopics, right here in front of us. This is uh, this is a big moment, my friend. Are you excited? I'm gonna start promoting this on my other podcast. I'm super excited. I'm gonna be your coach. I can't wait. A lot of ones, a lot of twos, baby. I'm so ready for this shit. I'm so ready. I can't. Yeah, no, like when, honestly, my game plan, though, going out there, I plan on uh, going heavy on the twos for sure. Um, and I just want, I want people to know. I want the welterweight division to know that um, uh, the two is coming. And it's coming in heavy. And... Um, <laughs> <laughs> death approaches uh, you, you've all been warned <laughs> yeah yeah I uh, you, you might be looking at the first uh, you know because uh, I'm just going to announce this also um, I'm, I'm kind of I, I have plans to be a quadruple C I'm not going to lie uh, I think I'm going to be the first quadruple C Welterweight, uh, light heavyweight, heavyweight, lightweight. You know what? We're, we're, uh, whatever uh, uh, the man upstairs uh, guides me, wherever he guides me, because it's all him. Who's the know? man upstairs? Your landlord? Hey, you know, it's, uh, it's up for interpretation. You know what I mean? Religion, <laughs> everyone has their own <laughs> beliefs. And, uh, you know, the guy up there is... Uh, <laughs> You know, I I've just told go heavy on the twos. Light I can't on the ones. I can't tell if you're serious about doing this or not. Like I feel like you're serious, but I don't know if you're really serious. I mean, besides West Virginia, is there anything local in Connecticut? Yes, there are lo- there are local promotions. I've been to I've been to the promotions that have gone on here. Okay, I've seen MMA fights here. All right, well, then you uh, maybe we'll see each other sometime. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, we just do Skype training sessions until we meet up for the fight. And I'm just like, hey, man, I haven't seen you in a long time. How you been? I'm good. You feel ready? Yeah, yeah. You made weight? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was rough, but I'm good. All right, cool. All right, cool. Wait, wait, wait. What's uh, what's rough? What do you mean? <laughs> Can you kick above the waist yet? No. All right, then we're just uh, just front push kicks. That's all we're going to do. Front, front teeps. Just front teeps, baby. That's all we're doing. Front teeps, and um, that's it. That's it. <clears throat> How's your squatting? Oh, okay. <laughs> your ass can't touch the ground yet? All right, don't worry. Uh, just one, two, heavy on the two. <laughs> we got this. Oh, man. I would feel so bad if like we go into it so prepared, and then you just get taken down in the first 30 seconds, and then I'm just like, get up! Get up! <laughs> <laughs> Scramble! Hip escape. What if, what if I got knocked Rush out? Yeah. <laughs> Rushman. Hip escape. Hip escape. Remember your typo technique. <laughs> punch, punch, kick, sidestep. Punch, punch, kick, sidestep. <laughs> what would be funnier is if that's successful. 
on the third punch punch kick sidestep on the kick you knock him out and then you sidestep and he's like oh and i'm like get up grounded pound and like, you just you just fly down with the hammer fist and they come and wave it off and you look at me just like oh my god and i'm just like oh my god <laughs> That's our devastating moves. Nobody ever trained against the Taibo combos, so they don't know how to handle it, and it's just so unorthodox a style. They're just like, we. There's no box stepping. He just sidesteps after he punch punch kicks, or we're just not so we're so not used to it. Oh, oh man. <laughs> Mikey, let's, you got to show some of your katas. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a burpee and then jab, jab, hook. <laughs> oh, please, please lose the weight to get to 170 using rush fit. And then we only use Skype for training sessions. And then we go on a tear of you having just knockout victories. And then we get to say and get sponsored by Microsoft and by GSP. (laughs) Microsoft. Oh, my God. I think my only fear, like, okay, how would you react, right, if I got knocked out in the way that I said I feared the most? I just stiffen up. I'd be terrified. I'd be like, oh, and I fuck. Just start, and as I'm convulsing, though, my eyes are just locked on you, <laughs> shaking. I'd be like, yo, you better have health insurance. <laughs> Mikey, I hope you have I health just, insurance, man. <laughs> the $25 registration was my copay, baby. I'm broke. <laughs> Oh man! Uh, oh, well, I just I just got my ab workout, so I'm good for a while. <laughs> I'm re- I'm ready for you to go, man. I'm ready for you to do this. Yeah, 2021. Uh, everyone, look out for uh, <laughs> mic- microscopics, uh, possible UFC debut, and uh, yeah. So. We'll we'll see where the uh, the big man takes me. That's all. <laughs> pew, pew, pew. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. All right. All right. Let's end it here. Let's end it here. Yes. All right. Uh, twenty twenty one is this is is the year. I'm so excited. I'm so fucking excited. It's that wet ass presidential season. Yeah. We'll talk baby. to you. Uh, we'll talk to you all in a few days. Take care. Peace. Peace. Peace.